Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. It's good to be with you this morning. I'm wearing this red and white shirt. I don't really qualify to wear it. (laughs) Except I did give in the Reach Week offering. And I prayed for you guys every day. I was so jealous. I was supposed to be out there going from team to team and getting to uh, do at least some photo ops with the teams that were working, but uh, I didn't even get to do that. And uh, I'm so excited today to hear all the testimonies. I've heard so many incredible testimonies, seen a lot of video uh, from you guys and heard some just amazing stories of what God has helped us to do. And so today is Reach Week Uh, recap, reach week, I think is what they called it. Anyhow, they gave me 10 minutes to speak at the end. Um, I'm I'm just holding my breath there because Howard's going to speak. So uh, I've already had to, I've already had to bring a word of correction to Howard and he hadn't even spoken yet, but uh, it's great. I want to say thank you to Pastor Jamie and Pastor Hector. Give it up for these guys. They really carried the vision and, uh, So we're going to show some video, hear some testimonies here from one of the families that we blessed uh, this last couple of weeks. And so, uh, Jamie Hector, you guys back there, come on out. It's their grand entrance. There we go. You missed it, man. You didn't come in in sync. Come on, give it up one more time for our guys. Good morning, church. Am I on? There we go. I went too soon. It's good to see all of you guys. Look at you in these red shirts. I love it. I love it. It looks so good on all of you. Um, But Jamie and I are here today. We wanted to, you know, there is this aspect to anything that you give yourself to where you have to take time to kind of celebrate a win. And today we're going to recap what you guys were able to do throughout our county. 13 projects, 380. Let's see the number, 387 unique individual service opportunities that you guys rose up to fulfill. Come on, give yourselves a round of applause. So today we're going to reminisce. We're going to take a look back. You get to see what other teams were able to accomplish because today we want to do two things. We want to give God all the glory and all the honor. Amen? It's a spiritual practice for us to go out into the world and serve. You and I have freely received something that we have been called to freely give away. There's so many charges in the word, even from the mouth of Jesus himself, where we're supposed to serve one another, pray for one another, encourage one another, love one another. And Reach Week was just another unique opportunity for us to do that. I know that when we kicked off uh, two weeks ago on July the 17th, it was, um, we, Jamie and I threw a bunch of uh, scriptures at you, and there, one of those scriptures that we threw out to you was in Matthew chapter 5, uh, in verse 14, where Jesus is speaking. He says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise our Heavenly Father. And church, hear me. I believe that what we were able to do, let praise rise throughout our county to the glory of Jesus Christ. Amen? So here's a quick little outline of what to expect here. Um, For those of you who are new to the Rock of Gainesville, we welcome you. Thank you for coming to check us out. This is not a typical Sunday, so enjoy the festivities. We invite you to come back. Pastor George will be in the pulpit next weekend preaching and teaching out of the Word of God. But again, welcome and thank you for coming. But here's a quick little outline of what to expect. Uh, Jamie and I, we're going to do a little shout out to all the individual teams and captains here in a moment. After the shout-out segment, we're going to watch a video recap of many of the service projects that took place during Reach Week. And then after that, we're going to hear from a handful of people share about their experience with Reach Week and what it meant to them. So buckle in. It's going to be a fun ride. Let's go ahead and get started.
started with a shout out to the St. Francis House team. If you served at our local homeless shelter, St. Francis House, go ahead and stand. We want to recognize you and honor you and thank you for what you did. Stay standing, please. That team, yeah, give it up for them. That team was led by Melissa Berryman and Diane Taylor, so a big shout out to the team captains who coordinated, hear me church, who coordinated over 90 meals across three nights for the residents that are currently at St. Francis House. And you just had to be there. Uh, the, the director, Mrs. Penny, uh, she was just overwhelmed. She was walking around with her, her cell phone, snapping pictures and telling our group to say, Jesus. She was so blessed by what you guys were able to do. So big shout out to the St. Francis House team. The second, the second team we're going to highlight is our Glen Springs Elementary team. Um, I think it was Pastor Tad and Tom a couple years ago when we started Reach Week said, hey, why don't we do something at the public schools? Yeah, we're already giving tax dollars. That's fine. But how about we go and then say, you know what? We love you guys no matter what. We love you. We want to just pour into you and just be a blessing to you. And every time we had an opportunity, the public school principals and the students and the staff is just so, like, overwhelmed. Oh, my gosh, you guys are just coming here to bless us at no cost. And so we did the same for Glen Springs Elementary. We had a team of 18 volunteers. If you were part of that team, go ahead and just stand up. We want to honor you today. Go ahead. If you were on that team that worked at Glen Springs Elementary, these guys did a lot of hard labor. Not everybody's here today, but again, if you are. And then our team captains for that team were Kim Pollard and Robert Van Tassel. Give it up for these guys. Yeah. They, lent, they lent their specific skills because these guys work in landscaping, and I don't. I did like when I was 15 in high school, but they do, and uh, they brought their skill set to be a blessing. They had um, about four large garden beds that they were able to beautify. Uh, Kim got like 10 large, beautiful plants to donate it to the school so they could plant those, and they just overall beautified the area, so it was fantastic what they did. So give it up for that team once more. Another public school that we served was Shell Elementary. If you were part of the Shell Elementary team, why don't you go ahead and stand and be recognized. Let us celebrate you and say thank you. Awesome team. That team was led by our very own Pastor Tad and Pastor Jamie. And now I have to admit, these guys went above and beyond. Because if you don't know where Shell Elementary is located, it's located in Hawthorne. So these team members were willing to kind of take a hike that Saturday morning and do, let's see here. They were able to uh, landscape a garden area, uh, with, which included a vegetable garden and four flower beds. And they also turned half of this designated area uh, into a courtyard building two decks for those students to enjoy their lunches at picnic tables that you also provided. So give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you, Shell Elementary team. We appreciate you. Um, the last of our schools, we did three in one day on Wednesday that week. Um, Franco, as you guys know, have, has a lot of contact in the school. So Franco Gennaro was able to get us into Newberry High School. But then we sat down. If you don't know the principal, he's a wonderful man of God, Mr. Shepherd, over at Newberry. And he said, hey, why don't we do all three schools in the area at once? I was like, why don't we then? Let's go. So we had 52 volunteers sign up for that. If you were part of that team, go ahead and stand right now. We want to honor you. If you were part of that Newberry School team at Newberry High, Newberry Elementary, and Oakview Middle. It was, it was a great time. Special props, though, to the Newberry High School team because they went in and cleaned locker rooms. Oh, Jesus. They went hard in the paint, as you say in basketball. They went hard in the paint. But these guys were able to clean. We had, like, probably a few hundred lockers that were cleaned between the campuses. We cleaned some fields up, beautified the campuses, and all of them were, were, were super grateful. And the cool moment for me was at the beginning of it, Mr. Shepard from Newberry High uh, shared, and I, I was like, he's about to preach. So I, he said, can I speak to the team? I said, oh, yes, you can, sir. It's your school. Go ahead. And so he brought a word to the whole team. And uh, just be encouraged. All three of these these um, principals are, are, are people of God, which is exciting to me. But you got people leading schools in our county who are people of God and who want to see kids touched with the gospel. So thank you guys again for serving. Um, 
All right, up next, um, we want to recognize a team that really supported all the other teams that were serving on that Saturday morning. We want to give it up to our child care team. So if you were a part of our child care team, go ahead and stand and be recognized. The team captain, Jen Cologne, was absolutely amazing planning every minute of, uh, of that time uh, where those kids were under her care. Um, it was excellent. Jen is amazing. She's an administrator. She loves kids. And that team just loved on all the kids uh, that needed to be dropped off while parents went off to serve someone somewhere else. And that team also, just so that you know, they served a block of like six hours, right? Because you got to be there before the other teams start and you got to stay after your team is done. So that team served uh, most of the day. So big shout out to the child care team under Jen Cologne's leadership. Thank you guys so much. Now, I, 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 was, I didn't know how he was going to split this up. I said, hey, man, just split them up so that each of us takes one. But I was secretly hoping I'd get bread of the mighty. And I sure did. It was prophetic. <laughs> yes, Jesus. <laughs> the bread of the mighty team was so exciting to me because, um, you know, guys have some competition in them. I know some of you ladies do, too, a little co competitive nature. But we broke a record for us uh, on this team, and I'll share it with you in just a second. But we had 82 volunteers over five days. Why don't you stand if you Come were part on. of our Bread on the Mighty team? That's what I'm talking about. At the facility as well as packing Thank up. Thank you. Good food here. Now, collectively, that team represented 141 man hours served. That team, because again, we had like two blocks per day of teams serving at the facility, and then we had people here um, on, the, um, on the last day. And so our food drive, previously, our record for donation, our poundage, was 1,900 pounds donated. Give it up for yourself. That was good. That's that was good. That record. was good. But well, we're going from glory to glory. Pastor Jamie, let him know. On. And I was like, can we, break, can we just bust that record wide open? And I was kind of concerned. I didn't know if we were going to hit it. But we hit 2,527 pounds. Give it up. Give it up. Come on. That's powerful. 2,527 pounds donated. And you'll see, you'll see Frida, one of the girls from the, the, the site. She was so excited. We took a video of her. We were unloading from the trailer. And she's like, oh, my goodness. I love y'all. She was so excited because what she said was this. She said, that's all the stuff we were needing. That's what I want you guys to realize. When all that food rolled up and all the stuff that you guys packed and organized, she's like, oh, my God, we needed all this different stuff for these families because they make the banana boxes are packed into boxes for families. So when you pack one of those boxes, it's literally going to a family who has needs that they're going to be able to take that box and feed their family for a week or so. So good. So good. I'm telling you. So that's practical, a way that we have touched people. So it was an awesome, awesome time. And I also want to give it up for TJ and Connie, who are our team leaders for that team. You guys are there. Wave at everybody. Thank you, Youngs. Great team. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thank you, guys, for serving. I mean, Jesus said, when you feed the hungry, you're feeding me. So super powerful. Thank you guys for being a part of that. Next up, I'm a little jealous about this team, but they don't let me near power tools. So I'm getting over it. Uh, but if you were a part of helping out one of our widows in our community, the Home Renovation Project team, go ahead and stand and be recognized. We want to honor you. That team specifically, super cool, was led by our very own Andrew Brantley following in the steps of Jesus himself with his carpentry mastery. That guy's a legend. He's a legend Woo! in my book. Let's go. So that team comp composed of 15 volunteers. Listen to what they did, okay? This doesn't sound like you can fit it in a Saturday, but they did. For real. Check this out. Tree trimming, weed termination, power washing sidewalks, soft wash the entire house, repair screens, clean gutters, change toilets, change sink plumbing, light fixtures changed out, switches repaired, interior doors fixed, and new trim, and planters redone. I just got tired from reading the list. But big time shout out to the Home Renovation Project team. Thank you so much for loving uh, that widow in our community. We had a similar project, except a whole lot more people. Um, if any of you guys signed up for our Widow in Need project, go ahead and stand. That was 54 volunteers. There were some companies involved from our house. 
A lot of these guys were on both or three teams too. So again, props to you guys who were working on the renovation teams because most of them double dutied. Even on Saturday, they served, they served on multiple. Well, that team of 54 volunteers, I can't list. I can't list everything. We're going to actually hear from somebody a little bit later who's going to give a little bit more detail and some thanks for you guys as a team. But they took care of tons of landscaping and cleaning as part of a larger renovation, again, to help this lady who's in need. It was a massive project and it's continuing actually. And so I just want to say a big shout out because this team actually then stayed a good couple of hours later than yeah. all the rest of our teams. They did. Probably about another more hours for one sex segment of that group because again, these guys so owned it that people were like, how much more can we do? Yeah. What else can we do? Yeah. And I'm waiting for Reach Week next year because it's going to double in size because I already met up with a few people who were like, hey, I was thinking we could do way more than we did this year. I was like, yeah, me yeah. too. So I'll be calling you when it's time for the meeting. <laughs> Amen. That so again, it's an amazing opportunity and thank you guys for serving. That was team. powerful. I was a part of that team. I'm telling you, to go from, uh, from 8 to 1 o'clock, some, most, stayed till 3 o'clock in what felt like was over 100 degrees. It's just commendable, to say the least. So big shout out to the Widow and Need team. Thank you so much. We also want to recognize we had a mobile renovation team that actually went and uh, serviced three separate families in our area. So they went to a house, they did some work, then they packed their tools, and then they went to another house, and they fixed some things, and then they went to another house and fixed some things there. So they were around town, and we want to say thank you to the mobile renovation team. So if you were a part of that, go ahead and stand so we can recognize you and say thank you. That team was led by Mr. Gabe Hewish. Give it up for Gabe. Not only is he a master craftsman as well, but he's also a great organizer. So thank you to those of you who were a part of the mobile renovation team. And then, lastly, again, this is another team that I was secretly hoping I would get to talk about, and I did. <laughs> This is our largest team. This was 60 volunteers, our first responders on, appreciation outreach. Legit. If you were on that team, stand up, please. This team was huge I love and it. had a huge impact. So good. Touching our first responders. Um, and then where's Deborah? Okay, Deborah, remain standing, please. Everybody else, you can have a seat. Deborah, literally, like, as far as like pre-work, I'm pretty certain she got the trophy for outside work on the team that she was leading. She absolutely went above and beyond as far as the Crushed detail. It. I was like, we didn't ask you to do any of that. And you did more than like way more. So it's huge props to you and Eric yes. and your family. The Thank time you, you guys Walters. donated to be a blessing was huge. Thank you, Walters. Um, Love you guys. Treats. These guys made a bunch of treats. Um, I actually want to give these specific numbers here. These guys made um, little handmade cards and, and handmade treats as well as some other treats they gave out. They had delivered uh, over 300 handmade cards. Wow. 600 cookies. <laughs> That's a lot of milk to go with those. 300 brownies, and nice. all the ice cream people said amen. 300 brownies and 320 plus. This is the number I love. First responders reached. Wow. So good. So good. Because, again, that team means a lot because we as a people who, who, who in, in the kingdom of God, are grateful because government's a blessing. We don't always feel like it sometimes, but it's a blessing. And those who enforce the laws are a blessing because they help to keep the peace and the rest and the safety that we have in a society like ours. So it's a huge blessing that you guys went, and these guys are so appreciative. Um, I know Deborah's going to share in just a little bit, um, but they, we got a couple of emails that came in, a post on Facebook that went out as well. Just so thankful to the Rock family yeah. for just the touch of love of saying, man, we appreciate you guys. We thank you. So, again, we appreciate you. Thank you for serving Come on, on. the team. One last round of applause for all of you. Now you can see abundantly, you can see it very clearly that heavenly praise went up to our heavenly Father as a result of Reach Week. So many lives touched, so many lives impacted. And we're believing and we're prophesying that these were seeds sown into good soil. Just imagine and envision what, uh, what it looks like when a church community takes their faith and practices it beyond the four walls that were gathered in this morning. That speaks to the community.
That shows the community that we are a people of faith who actually are taking our faith and putting it into action. And it's a blessing to those who come in contact with it. Also want to give a big shout out to those of you who uh, spent the week praying. We totally want to recognize that you guys were a significant part of all that took place. So thank you to those of you who prayed. Come on, give it up for yourselves. Thank you. Also... To many, many, many of you who gave to the Reach Week Fund, we literally could not do the projects that we were able to undertake without your generosity. So thank you once again for being a part of that. And then last but not least, I want to give a special shout out uh, to my main man, Matthew Lewis, who is in the production studio. Give it up for Matthew Lewis. He is what takes the vision and makes it look good. So if you've been following us on social media, all this beautiful artwork is because of Matthew Lewis. So big shout out. He works tirelessly. He has a great standard of excellence. And here's a little shameless plug. Listen, if you have video, uh, uh, graphic skills uh, um, or, or videography skills, hey, listen, connect with Matthew Lewis. We could always uh, uh, welcome more people to be a part of our social media team. So once again, thank you, Matthew Lewis, who's in the back watching. We appreciate you so much. All right. Without further ado, you guys want to see what it actually looked like on the ground, right? It's going to be so good. So prepare yourselves, family, for the Reach Week recap celebration video of 2022. I don't know what that video meant for you, but what it meant for me was that I am a privileged man to be a part of a faith community who literally has taken the love that's been poured out into each of your individual lives and is willing to show it to another. I am honored. Jamie is honored. We are honored to be a part of this community of faith with you guys. We love you. We say thank you so much for what you've done uh, to our community in the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. So bless you guys. All right, now we're going to hear from people who participated in these service projects. Just a couple of them. So I want to welcome to the stage first Mr. Howard Lincoln. Where is he? Here he is. So put your hands together and welcome Howard. And he's about to share his experience with Reach Week. Wow, what a different view. <laughs> Good morning, church. Um, uh, Reach Week for us. I'll keep it short, Pastor George. <laughs> Reach Week for us. This was the first time we had participated. We participated last time in um, St. Francis House. But this time we went to the, the food bank, the Bread of the Mighty. And uh, while we were there, they brought in these just big pallets of vegetables. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, these, these things look really good. There were nice mangoes and there was all types of different vegetables and onions. And, and some of the stuff wasn't good. But what I love about it was God provides so much, so much. He, he's, he tells us that he makes it rain on the wicked and on the righteous, and he provides. And he says that his word does not come back void. And let me tell you what, with all the food that we were sorting at that food bank and the stuff we were putting in crates and it was being wrapped up and sent out to other communities, I was just thinking about all the grocery stores that are rejecting this because we don't want it, but other people eat it. And then even the stuff that we were rejecting and putting into the garbage because it wasn't good, that was going to a hog farmer, and he was feeding the hogs. And the stuff that they wouldn't use was going to be used and recycled into compost. So God doesn't stop giving. He just continually blesses in abundance our lives. So let us not forget that each day when we give grace and thank God for the abundance. That's right. And I just praise and give him all the glory. Yeah. I'm so humbled to serve such a gracious God. In Jesus' name, the name above all names. Amen. 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 Thank you, Howard. Appreciate your help with that project. All right, next up, I want to call Deborah Walters to the stage. As you guys remember, she was the team captain for the First Responders Appreciation Team. So put your hands together and welcome Ms. Deborah Walters. 
Well, first of all, I want to thank Pastor George and Suzanne and all the pastors for having this dream and this vision and giving us the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, I was reading in Ephesians, just preparing for this, where it talks about how we are um, God's workmanship created for good works. And and I just thank the team that joined us, and yeah. they did that. They were the hands and feet of Jesus. They, they did good works. And so we had some beautiful testimonies. You saw in the video, um, one of the police officers followed us into the hallway after we presented at... Uh, GPD, and he asked if he could address the kids and the parents, and he was, you know, teary-eyed, and he, you know, it's so tense, like we all know, <laughs> things are tense, especially last week here in Gainesville, and he said, you know, just like every profession, everybody's not called to this, and when we know, we find out that there's someone like that, we get rid of them, but everybody that's here has a heart for the community, has a right heart, and he just thanked us for teaching our children and for acknowledging them and that's the emails that we got it was kind of the same thing thank you for encouraging them and thinking of them they were just so welcoming they let us pray they let us have the run of the place everywhere we went they took us everywhere and they were just so thankful that um that we would think of them and we had an opportunity to remind them that we pray for them that we do love them that we are for them that regardless of what they hear you know, loud that, and we prayed that over them, that what they would hear is the voice of God telling them how much they mean to him and how much they are appreciated and loved. So that was really great. But the the beautiful thing about Jesus is that, um, like it says in Hebrews, that God is not unjust. He doesn't overlook our work. So while we were out there being the hands and feet of Jesus, we also, I got testimonies from people in our group who said that um, they were convicted and they were encouraged to uh, participate and get involved in more things that they had never served before. And so after having this experience, they're signing up for ministries and for yeah. uh, other things. And so that was really great to see how, you know, as you're serving, the Lord is also working in you. He's working through you, but also in us. And so that was great um, for us. So, thank, you. thank you. That's so good. Come on, give it up for Deborah one more time. Thank you. Come on, over 300 first responders were appreciated. I think one of the things that we also recognize, but we got to verbalize it, one of the po powerful kind of um, uh, effects of Reach Week is that we get to teach the next generation. Come on, teach the next generation the importance of being selfless giving to others who are in need, recognizing that it's not just you and your own little world, but we are called as believers to love one another and serve one another. So I love the first responders appreciation team because that's a team that lots of the families go to. And uh, they're teaching the next generation the value and worth of serving. So thank you, Deborah, once again. All right, last but not least, this one is near and dear and special to me. I was a part of this particular team. Um, and uh, while we were there that day, uh, I had a conversation. Uh, and uh, it is my joy. Uh, the Widow in Need project that we served uh, was Mary Reichart and her family. So I want to welcome them to the stage. They felt the need to come today and say a big thank you to the church. Why don't you get on your feet and say thank you. To the Reichhardt, welcome, welcome. What's up, Jack? Sammy, love you guys. Why don't you guys sit over here? I told Pastor George to walk me up because I might just pass out. <laughs> I can talk about business and social media marketing and startups and acquisitions in front of thousands of people, but to talk personally and vulnerably is really, really hard. So, um, but since I'm doing that, I get as much time as I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take um, just a second. Two of my children have expressed an interest um, in saying something, so I'm just going to let them um, say their um, share their gratitude of heart, heart of gratitude for a second. Um, as a kid, I was always told that God works in mysterious ways, and then my dad passed away, and I was like, how could any, sorry, how could any good come from this? And then I saw all of you guys working for my family, and it just meant so much to me. 
Thank you guys so much. I, I would just like to thank everybody that stepped up and helped my mother out a lot. And as we all know, it meant a lot to her. Good job. Good job, Sam. Um, so I don't think that I can, and thank you guys for not sharing too many before and afters and shaming me in that way. Um, <clears throat> like putting a label, this is Mary's house. Um, but if I could just kind of share with you just a few seconds of how we got to that place. When Joey was diagnosed, if, if you'd like to learn more about the backstory, which I can't go into, we have a Facebook page, Team Joey. You can scroll and read and have a box of tissues. But um, my beautiful six-foot-two athletic, perfect 33-year-old husband was diagnosed in December of 2020 with metastatic stage 4 melanoma, and we lost him six months later. Um, there were a lot of unfinished projects um, at our home as we were um, just in the stages of remodeling. We had just moved in. We had been there a year. Um, and I lay with my husband in hospice for days, and I never left the bed. You know, you just want to touch that person as long as possible. And I asked everyone to leave, and I called in a counselor. I called in a CPA, and I called in my husband's sister and her husband. And I shared with them what I wanted them to do with my kids and how I wanted them to be raised and who would be their guardians. Because I knew that I knew that the moment my husband left this earth, I would go with him. I felt it. I felt it in every part of me. The pain was so immense that I knew I would split apart in that moment and go with him. But then I didn't. I didn't in the hardest thing even harder than saying goodbye to him was learning how to live without him every single day. And there were so many things that you just, you either don't care about or you have to deprioritize as you're walking your children through trauma, each in their individual ways and still raising them and trying to make money and put food on the table and pay a mortgage. Or it's something you actually physically can't do. There was so much at my home that my husband did, and I tried. I tried so hard, and I just would sit. I tried to push a mower one day. Just, I just needed it to go three feet that way so I could get the other thing out, and I just <laughs> fell in the dirt and sobbed because I couldn't push the stupid mower. I just physically wasn't strong enough. And eventually, just everything starts to fall apart. And you're so lost. You're so lost in who you are as a person without your soulmate. You're so lost in how to parent without your partner. You're so lost in so many things until a team shows up to help you find your way. And what they did, it was definitely over 100 degrees. It was definitely over 100 degrees. And it was uncomfortable, but be prepared because you're sitting in a church right now that's ready to get uncomfortable for Jesus. This is not something that was just one week. I know. I don't even believe it. I know these guys' hearts. I got a text from Luke Brantley, John Heisey. There's a group, Juan, that's working on my house. And they said, we'll be back in two weeks to finish the job. We'll be back next month. And here's the new jobs we're going to do. And I'm just so grateful because that's where the heart is. You know, this is wonderful. Take the time, cheer, applaud yourselves, share what you're doing with the community. But it's not, I know their hearts, was not to just pat on the back and say, see you next year. This is something that's going to be happening in this church. It's a movement. It's going to move other Christians in the community. And I just, I just see a big, huge change here. And like I said, we're getting uncomfortable for Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. I love it. All right, before we uh, leave the stage, Pastor George is going to pray over the Reichardt yeah, would family. You, would you stand, please, and just uh, 
Stretch your hands towards Mary, Jack, Charlotte, and Sam. Father, what a joy to be a part of this family's life. We love Joey and we miss Joey. We know he's in your presence. We know he's We know he's cheering his family on. He's making intercession for them. He's praying over them. And one day they will all be reunited. What a joy that they live with that hope of the resurrection. So right now we just lift up Mary and the children and pray strength and grace for every day of their life. And I thank you for this house. I thank you for these amazing people that worked so hard to bless Mary and to bless their home. And I pray, Father, that you would be glorified above all names, that this is not about the Rock of Gainesville. Right. This is about you being glorified yes. because you simply said that uh, to love me, to serve me, is to be about taking care of widows and orphans. And I'm thankful that we had a privilege of serving Mary and the family and that the job will be completed not only in their lives, but in the other widows that we reached out to, ministered to through this Reach Week. And so today I just declare your blessing, grace and strength and mercy over you, Mary, over Jack, Charlotte, and Sam today in Jesus' name. Yeah, amen. 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 Give the Lord a praise for this. <coughs> amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you for turning that off while I was blowing my nose. All right, they gave me uh, 10 minutes. There you go, John. We, uh, we got some tremendous letters of appreciation from some family members of uh, Carol Linfis Linfesti. Uh, who we also served, uh, actually Andrew's team served her the week before Reach Week actually started so they could participate in some other things. And, and uh, both of her sons wrote uh, tremendous letters of appreciation. Uh, Carol was actually not feeling well uh, when the team was out there, uh, but uh, they did uh, just a remarkable job for uh, her as well. And uh, let me just say thank you to all of you that participated. My goal is that next year, 99.999% uh, of you uh, are going to serve. And uh, you see the opportunity. You don't, you don't have to be super qualified in a lot of things. You can serve in so many different ways. Every day during Reach Week, uh, Suzanne came down here and uh, she served in a couple of the other groups, but she came down here and uh, made intercession, prayed over the teams uh, during the middle of the day. And I know many others of you prayed, many of you gave in the Reach Week offering, which I believe the last time I looked at it was over $6,000. All of that money was spent on all these supplies that we uh, provided for the schools and for these uh, homes, the widows, uh, and some of the others that were served. So thank you for giving. It's not too late. You can still give. I'm sure we spent way more than $6,000. Uh, probably spent that much on one job. But uh, thank you. And uh, if you want to give, just make it out to Reach Week. If you give by check, uh, clearly mark it. If you go online and give, there's a place on there that you can actually mark for Reach Week. And you can give. So thank you uh, for that. I want to share just a short little word uh, that really comes out of all of this that's been provided. Uh, and uh, it's found in James chapter 2. It was actually a part of my devotional reading on Friday morning. I think um, I could get comfortable wearing jeans and a t-shirt to church. This is, this is pretty uh, comfortable. <coughs> so um, James chapter 2, I want to begin reading in verse 14. So if you want to follow along, the scriptures will be on the screen, I'm reading now the ESV version. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? This is a powerful question. James asks, can that faith save him? 
Now, we all know and believe in our hearts that we're saved by grace through faith. But faith has action. Faith has action. And as I'm going to read through these 12 or verses or so, uh, this morning as I was rereading, I started laughing. I thought, James seems to be ticked off as he's writing some of this to the church, the early church. This is the, this is the first church. Because he says some things, and he says it in such a manner that I'm thinking, wow, J- James is, he, he's like getting a point across. And so as I read some of this, I want to kind of pre-warn you, don't get offended by it, <clears throat> especially if your heart is to serve and you've been out there serving, if you've been putting works to your faith. But he, he boldly makes some declarations that I thought, wow, James seems pretty upset about some things. So let me continue reading. He says, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, And one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled. But you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. That's that's pretty powerful, and I'm not going to hang on there for a minute, or I won't because I want to preach it, but the, the reality that there are many that believe in God And James reiterates to the church there that even the demons in hell believe. And unlike some of us, they shudder. They 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 have a they have we have an awe of God, they have a fear of God. We acknowledge the awesomeness of God, and because of it, we realize that He has graced us not to live by our emotions, not to live by our feelings not to live by our personality. Well, this is just who I am. Man, I hope you've been here at The Rock long enough to know and understand that you do not have to give in to that lie of, well, this is just my personality. I can't worship God because that's just not who I am. No, no. If you've been saved and redeemed and God has forgiven you, how many have been forgiven for some seriously wicked sin in your life? The rest of you will have an altar call in just a minute. We've been redeemed. We deserve hell. But Jesus, through what he did in obedience, see, the Lord asked us to go in our community, and I love what Mary said. I I was actually quite impressed she got through all of that. I couldn't have done that. But the last couple of weeks I've been thinking, wouldn't it be great instead of waiting till next year to do Reach Week again, that let's say every other month, we just had a team of people that we start in our own house because you take care of your own first. That's, what, that's scriptural. And so we go through and we make sure every widow in our house, every need that they have is met. I, I mean, you think about it. If, if every other month, 20 of us, just took a project in one of our widows. Even like Miss Chris, who doesn't want anybody coming to her house and helping her do anything. We just say, you don't have a choice. We talk to your grandkids and your kids, and Mary Ann will find out what, what's, what's needed. And we go over there. I mean, if we have to run her out, we run her out. We get, we, we, look, we've served 300 of our, of our finest police officers. We'll get somebody to come by and pick her up and just <laughs> haul her butt off, you know? But every couple of months, if a team of 20 men and women, young and old, 
just got together and went. And, and then we look high and low and, and far and wide, and there's no widows left that have a need. Then you know what it says? Then we go into our community. We go into our community. Imagine that. We start looking for somebody in our community. Maybe it's one of your neighbors. And we just show the love of God. We don't have to wait a whole year. I'm, I'm tossing this out. Somebody catch the vision. If we had six leaders, six guys that'll say, or, or gals, don't want to leave any gals out. They got that administrative gifting like Deborah does. But just say, hey, I'll take a project. I'll, 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 I'll go out and recruit my own 20 people. And we'll look for someone. Why? Because it's what we're called to do. And we are so incredibly blessed. Verse 20, do you want me to be shown? Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is what? It's useless. Has no value. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed. Say completed. Completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Faith is the foundation. But it's because of our faith that we're able to step out and apply works to our faith. And I commend everybody that participated over this last week of Reach Week. It, it is a testimony. I, I don't I know it's a testimony in the community. Suzanne was sharing with me about the little lady at uh, Bread of the Mighty, and I saw a video that uh, Jamie or somebody sent me, um, and she, they put a mic in front of her or a camera on her, and she went nuts. She, couldn't, she was talking 100 miles an hour. She was thanking the rock and thanking all the, y'all are the most awesomeness people in the world. I mean, she, was, she had to preach all over and then Suzanne was telling me at the uh, St. Francis house when they went to pray over the precious lady that was roaming around with her phone, just taking video, telling everybody to say cheese and, and how much it meant to her uh, and how she spoke uh, volumes of praise about the Rock of Gainesville. But hear me, every time they do that, you know what we do as the Rock of Gainesville? We say that praise goes to Jesus Christ. Amen. We're not going to touch his glory. We're not doing this for, not doing it for that. I know those of you that were at Mary's house working in hundred degree temperature, you weren't doing it for the glory of the Rock of Gainesville. The Rock of Gainesville, that's just our family name. But our father who deserves all glory and honor is the one who gets it. Amen. And, and we just take that and we just pass it straight up to him and say thank you that we had the privilege. And, and Hector said it so well about training the next generation. I love the video and the pictures of all the kids that were preparing to serve uh, our first responders. Over 300 first responders. That's amazing. That means they got two cookies, a brownie. What was the other thing? Oh, and the cards. But it was a cookie and a brownie? And a goodie bag. Come on, somebody. I didn't get one of those. <laughs> but you know what? Out of that, we're teaching a generation of children not to fear the popo man, but learn to appreciate. Last time I got pulled over, Y'all have already heard this story, so it's nothing new. I confess all my sins publicly up here. It just, it works out really well that way. But when the gentleman finished handing me the little piece of paper, 
I thanked him for his service. And I meant it. Now, he didn't give me a ticket, and I really appreciated, <laughs> appreciated that. He gave me a warning. I kept it, man. I, I put it in my glove compartment. I just wanted to remember every time I'm going a little fast, I look over at the glove compartment and say, you might want to slow down. The next guy might not be as friendly. But every time I see a police officer, a deputy sheriff, or a state trooper, I thank them for their service. Anytime I'm in a coffee shop where there's one, I try to buy their coffee. Most of the time, somebody already has beaten you to it. I love that. Because as some said, man, they get, they get slandered. And yeah, there's a bad apple every once in a while. But you know what? I bet there's at least one bad apple in here. It's not me. <laughs> How about you? You good? You're not the bad apple, right? By faith. How many by faith you're not the bad apple? But, but we learn to teach our children to appreciate. And the firemen, man, and those guys that drive those medic vehicles. You ever been on Newberry Road when an ambulance is coming at 8.30 in the morning? It's like an obstacle course. And you know, those guys, by law, they cannot run red lights without slowing down, turning on their light. And if they hit somebody, they're, they're going to be charged. It's not like everybody just respects. Now, most of the time they do, I was sitting on Newberry Road and, and 75th. Come on, somebody. That'll work on your salvation right there. That's like playing golf. That'll build your character. And, and I heard it long before it came over the hill behind me. And man, there was three lanes of traffic, and it was packed. There was nowhere to go. And that guy, and so the minute everybody heard it, people started, you know, and so one person goes this way and the other goes this way. And so uh, they're both trying their best, but now they've created a V. And that guy, I mean, he is just working his way, siren, just a blast and lights are flashing and, and, and he has nowhere to go until everybody slowly begins to, to move. And then he shoots out of there and you know, I don't know about you. I don't know if you've been in an ambulance before, but uh, I was in one a couple years ago uh, uh, as I was being prepped for um, my first transplant. And uh, the meds they had given me, they, the, the nurse failed to tell me that uh, I could have a reaction and it would feel like a heart attack. And so that morning, Suzanne and I went out for a ride in the little car, had coffee, felt great. Uh, came home after a couple hours and went to sit down, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I could hardly breathe. And so I stood up, and, and the pain didn't go away, and so I tried to sit back down, and all of a sudden I realized something was not right. And I thought, I know I've, I've always had a great heart. Every time they do EKGs, my heart's always perfect. And, but I'm thinking, if, 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 if this is what a heart attack feels like, I'm having a heart attack. And I finally told Suzanne, honey, you got to call somebody. I, I can't breathe. I, I mean, it was horrific pain in my chest. And so uh, she called 911, and, and I was trying to sit, and then I tried to stand. I, could, I couldn't do anything. The pain just felt like I am at any moment going to go be with Jesus. And, uh, and it seemed like it was forever for that ambulance to get there. Matter of fact, I'm standing at the window, and I'm watching down on 241 as it keeps going back and forth. I mean, we live a mile and a half from the fire station, and it was over 10 minutes, and, and they can't find my street, and so they're up and down, and finally, we're on the phone with a 911 person, and I said, they keep passing my road. <laughs> I'm getting aggravated, and, and then they finally pull in, and they're like taking their time, <laughs> you know, they're, they're outside chatting, and I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? Do they not know I'm about to die? Well, they finally got in, and there were about seven of them in my kitchen, and, and uh, they're, they're working. We're trying to tell them what's going on, and, and, uh, and so they finally, we tell them about this shot that I'd taken that morning, and uh, 
They didn't know anything about it. Most of them had never heard of multiple myeloma. And so they didn't have a clue. They, they were thinking I'm how, so I'm, I'm, ha- I'm like half sitting, half standing as they do an EKG on me. And the guy finally goes, well, your heart's perfect. I said, well, then what's killing me, you know? And so they put me in the ambulance and I think, all right, I'm going to get to hear sirens and we're going to go flying. Man, he never turned the lights on. He drove slow all the way to the hospital. I'm like, man, I paid a thousand bucks for this and I ain't getting nothing. <laughs> Later, as they got me situated in the ER, I was out in the hallway and the guys came by to check on me as they were leaving. And I, and I told them I was so disappointed. I wanted lights. And he said, you should have told me we'd have turned, turned the lights on for you. I was like, wow, you get, you get just, you know, man-made service there. They take care of you. But man, those people are putting their lives on the line. And we're teaching a generation of children to respect them and honor them and literally be in awe of them and what they're doing. All right. Verse 25. And in the same way, or verse 24 again, you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. I want to challenge us and encourage us. Let's not let this be a one-week event. But every day, in your own way, as a family, as an individual, Lord, Pastor Ron brought such a great word last Sunday morning, man, just really prepared us uh, for the ending of Reach Week and the preparation that when we walk out of this room, we're walking out into a mission field. And if you will ask the Lord every day in your prayer time in the morning before you leave your house, Lord, what do you want to do today in my life? Hear me. He will bring divine appointments and opportunities for you to touch lives. Whether you're by yourself, with your family, with your children, you're looking for ways every day to say, I want my life to count. So that Each year when we do Reach Week, it's just icing on the cake for what we've been doing individually, amen, throughout the year. We live in a very sick, hurting world that desperately needs the love of Jesus Christ manifested and shown to them. We're getting ready to go through another election period, and this is all I'm going to have to say about it. Turn my mic off a second, please. But it's just flowing. Did you laugh at me, Ari? (laughs) Only a granddaughter gets away with that. Don't become mean and angry and religious through this next political season. Vote. Vote righteously. Vote righteously. And then love everybody. Love your enemies. Love those who voted differently than you. Love those who claim to be Christians and voted differently than you because you think you have the right answer. And you might. But how you respond is everything. Let us be the light that shines, that doesn't have to be hidden under a basket. But we let our love touch people's lives. Amen? Would you stand with me, please? Thank you. Father, I bless the people this morning. I thank you for this wonderful opportunity we've had to celebrate, to recap, to look at video, to hear great testimonies. Thanks for enabling us to go beyond our comfort zone and to serve and help others. I pray, Father, that uh, as we continue to do this as a people, that you will help all of us, even those who weren't a part this year, that they'll get uh, stirred to want to be a part of something bigger than them. 
that they don't have to do it alone or by themselves, but that they get to join a great group to serve and to love and to touch and to help and to bless. And I pray that out of it, Father, that most importantly, your name would be glorified. I thank you for all of these that have served, and I bless them. All those that have given in the offering, I bless them. All of those that have prayed and made intercession, I bless them. I bless all the children, Father, who participated in the work. Those that were out cleaning in houses and working outside and sweating and in the schools and those that went to uh, serve our first responders, those who helped with food. Lord, I pray that this will be such a tremendous impact in our children's lives that they will be excited every opportunity they have as a family to go above and beyond. And so I pray that even as Pastor Ron brought that word last week and challenged us to let this be a launching pad every single day, that we will go into our community and we will be a light that shines. We will look for divine opportunities. We will serve you, Father, with all of our hearts. Father, that lives would be touched and impacted for the glory of God. I give you all thanks and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.